Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hi. Oh, hi. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. Your excellent adventure for the week. I'm an adventurous Matt. I'm a semi-adventurous story. Welcome. Hope your eggs are in order. Hope your legs are in order. What? I couldn't. There was no other rhyme. <laughs> Hope your... Kegs. Kegs. Guys, let's talk about rhymes. <laughs> what is that? that a legs, kegs. Dregs? Dregs. Uh, uh, it's hard. That's a hard one. Negs. Negs. Sure. Pegs. I mean, yeah. There we Pegs. go. Okay. All right. See you next week, everybody. <laughs> that was this week's rhyme talk. You just, you know, if you have a rhyme to submit, uh, <laughs> you can do so at mattanddory at gmail.com or dorianmatt at gmail.com. All right. What's new? Um, Everybody's asking. What is new? Well, Henry found the trapezoid. Oh, that's huge. Yeah. He's been missing that trapezoid for a year. Over a year, I think. 
And every time he sees the shape puzzle, he like points to the trapezoid. Yeah. <laughs> and is like, where the fuck is the trapezoid? Wow. But it was one of those things where I was like, it's in here somewhere. Yeah, it'll come up. Yeah. Like it has not left the house. So now during the great closet tear up of, of 2022. Yes, it, it, it has been found. it has been unearthed. Wow. Yeah. So if nothing else, at least we can say that the that the closet tear up has resulted in the discovery of the trapezoid. Well, everybody, I hope you had 2022 on your when will they find the trapezoid bingo card. Uh, yeah. So Henry's been three for a week. Have you noticed any changes in his behavior? I mean, I, I feel like I kind of have. Oh, yeah? A little bit. Like, I just feel like he's... I mean, like, the stalling. The bedtime stalling is just, like, getting out of control. It is... It is it is next level ridiculous. But like, la- you know, last week I was telling everybody how it took me an hour to get him into, I think I might have told everybody, or just you. When were you, you had, you had to go out book night. Wednesday night. Yeah. yeah. Did we talk about it on the Patreon? I don't remember. Mm. I might have talked about it in real life. Whoa. And just assumed it must have been on a podcast, because <laughs> I don't talk. But he somehow got me to not i mean i walk what time did i leave his room like seven fifty or yeah. something when you know the ideal world it's seven o'clock he's in his crib good nighting and then he asked you why he was so tired yes <laughs> and he didn't want to read books he wanted to go right into his crib because he was so tired <laughs> uh, anyway yeah yeah He's delaying a lot. He's um, demanding a lot of different things. I mean, it's really just the delaying. It's all just variations on delaying and trying to get us to turn on Mickey Mouse earlier. Yeah. Yeah, That's true. He wants everything delayed except watching Mickey Mouse. Yeah, that he wants two hours early. (laughs) Yeah. Like what, you know, I'm like, we can watch a little bit before your nap. What time? Uh, 12.30. Because... How about ten ten? Like, well, no, that's not really in the ballpark. <laughs> Did he also try to negotiate his nap with you yesterday? Yeah, one thirty. He wanted to do. Mm. How about you nap at one thirty? <laughs> How about? not and then he's so tired when he goes down it's like did yeah. he like how long did he nap today because i i had my own nap when he napped uh he napped about an hour and 15 i i outnapped him yeah you did by a lot by a lot well he he like calls me he always i i close when i put him down i close the door within 30 seconds mama mama and i usually go back in and it's usually like get me a book from the top shelf right. or something equally frivolous anyway so i went in and like I try to just go in once because mm-hmm. otherwise it just becomes a like endless thing. So I, I told him I was going to go rest and then I was in my office. I could hear him on the monitor screaming. And I heard him through my noise canceling headphones. And, and then, I said, is Henry calling for you? 
You're like, yeah. I'm like, I hear him through my headphones. I was like, fine, I'll go in again. Because he did sound almost like frantic. Yeah. And then I go in and he's like, um. (laughs) It's the um that kills me every time. Yeah. Um, Henry need a book from the bottom shelf. (laughs) And I was like. Well, he's pretty much exhausted the top shelf. Yeah. There's little, there's nothing left up there. Yeah. So, got him the book, and he asked he asked where Dita was, and I was like, "He's resting." I had to. I couldn't. I could. Uh, Dory like kindly. Dory did a thing yesterday, some sort of clothing thing. I don't know if you want to talk about it or not, but you got rid of a lot of Henry's baby clothes. But you know you 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 had to get in the car drive for a while for that so i had henry all day mm-hmm. by myself and uh when i was watching him he just he just sort of kept he kept like asking the things that children start to ask about when they can have ice cream it's like wait what <laughs> <laughs> when did this happen uh and then he had ice cream but he couldn't finish it so put it in the freezer then he kept asking about ice cream it was really a time oh i forgot to tell you he wants to go back to the restaurant oh to have the red pizza yeah <laughs> i said oh, okay we can probably go back when when do you think we should go back um tonight we'd been looking for something to do on the weekend with him you know post nap and we talked about making dinner reservations a little while back and we made one for like a month out and then when it came it was like oh we can't today so then we made one another couple weeks out and then it was finally here so we walked him to the restaurant and he ate a pizza like he just really went to town <laughs> he was so into it he was like the red pizza is so yummy yeah uh, and it was just like a margarita with like some of the pieces didn't have cheese on them so he was just eating sauce and bread that was the best thing he's ever had in his life yeah literally the best um but then like he got that like look in his eye that tipsy look of like i think he's gonna vomit get him out of here <laughs> He did not vomit. So then I said Dory and Henry ahead, and then I waited and paid the check. And then I got home, and he was uh, pantsless watching Mickey Mouse, having a great time, living his best post-pizza life. He was, yeah. But, you know, it was it was actually fun. I had some, uh, I had some stickers in my bag, and that kept him occupied for about seven minutes. Yep. And he got to like we sat down, and then he asked when the where the when we were gonna have the pizza. Yeah, we're like, well, we have to order it. He hasn't been to many restaurants. No, he hasn't. It's been a, you know, he's a pandemic kid. Yeah. So he's been to like five restaurants. Yeah, I think not total. A, not a ton of restaurants. So the, uh, but you know, he got to drink water out of a straw from a, an open cup and. He was just, uh, you know, got to eat. Yeah, he was, he was into it. He enjoyed he, himself. Yeah, and then he asked me how, why, how, wh- what days I play golf, and that was awkward. 
and he asked me not to play golf on the weekends. I mean, not on, well, really, he just asked me not to play golf on, on whatever day I was saying. Mm-hmm. So today, somehow I got to play golf. Dory was like, I'll be up early. You could, you could play golf. So I made like a very early 5.40 a.m. tea time. You know, my Muni. My Muni. Mm-hmm. So I paid, you know, my $10. <laughs> but uh, I was golfing and then I looked at my watch and I was on the 15th hole and it was 6.40. And I was like, I'll oh, text Dory and say, I'm going to go get waffle mix because he wanted to make waffles. And then I, it took longer than I thought to finish. And then I... uh I was like, oh, forget it. It's taking too long. I'm going to drive home because I didn't want him to be mad that I played golf or annoyed at me. <laughs> and then I opened the door at 7.38 in the morning and he was still in his room and Dory was nowhere to be found. And I was like, I'm going to pretend I didn't golf. <laughs> so I, I got him up, made waffles. And he was none the wiser. And uh, really worked out. It was some good dadding right there. Yeah. Yeah. Good dadding. He's been in a, he's back in a real dad phase right now. I mean, for these, you know, five days. No, for these two days. Yeah, but like when he's in a dad phase, he's like really in a dad phase. Yeah, because he knows that I'm the one who has the weaker backbone. He does know that. Yeah. That's why he called for dad after you told him to turn off the TV. Mm -hmm. And then when we got him to stop sort of crying, I said, what do you want to do? He said, watch Mickey. Yeah, but it was definitely directed to you. Yeah, no, it was like, <laughs> hey, she's not going to hear us. <laughs> All right. Watch Mickey. <laughs> um, anything else new going on with you? Well, your water test is next week. Oh, that's right. Yeah. IVF-related so, stuff. IVF-related. I guess I'll do it. Um, oh, no, thanks for the reminder. I, yeah, I scheduled my water test. I'm going to do it with my regular OB. So, you know, hopefully insurance will cover it. We don't have to pay probably $1,000 in cash to California Fertility Partners. I think it's cash, uh, hard metals, or casino chips they take. (laughs) Or traveler's checks. Not anymore. Oh. Um, So, yeah, so I called my... Um, OB's office and I said you know it, it has to be between day 7 to 10 of your cycle and she was like oh well your doctor's booked up till June and as I said to Matt I was like what is uh, all my doctors are suddenly like crazy booked I think it's just because people are taking care of themselves again you know I guess it's like finally I could make those frivolous appointments I had <laughs> put off for two years i guess anyway so i was like well i'm happy to see another doctor in the practice because there's like eight doctors or something um and then she's like and i but i was also like i need a water test and she was like i don't know what that is what's a water test she's like is that a saline sonogram i was like i don't know she referred to it as a water test and she was like hold on a second and (laughs) she's like i'm gonna go find out and so i think she then asked my doctor i see and then came back and was like okay it's a saline sonogram and your doctor uh, said, if you can come in next Friday at 3.15, like that's usually after she leaves, but she's going to stay for you to do the test. And I was like, oh, that's so nice. 
Like it's so nice that she would stay till three fifteen, possibly four o'clock <laughs> by the time she finishes. Um, I mean, look, I don't know what time she starts. She probably starts early. She, yeah, I she mean, like she runs not, the practice. Luckily, she's not uh, doing births anymore. That's true. So she can make her own hours. Yeah. Um, but no, I was I was very appreciative, and it it did. It was just like also a reminder of like forming a relationship with your medical providers oh is this a dory's top tip well it's just like Forming i think a relationship with your medical provider well, it's just like if i had been some random person i think she would have just been like you have to wait till june but because she knows me and i was just in there like a few weeks ago and we were talking about how we were going to do this transfer mm. like she knows the time sensitivity of it i see and so she said she would do You're it more than just a chart dory i'm more than just a chart to her i mean She's she's intimately acquainted with all of my parts. What is he yelling about? Who knows? Um, so yeah, so I'm gonna do that next wait, this Friday. Mm-hmm. Like, where are we? Um which was also my grandparents' wedding anniversary. Uh, great. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so if my <clears throat> if my calculations are correct. Let's see. That was the first. Okay. Looks like I'm, I will probably. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet, not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. 
I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? <laughs> but they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. <laughs> That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like you know uh, stripes on the top of it. it's like well hey look at me i'm a vintage uh, soccer player or a track person they've got those too and they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff you know if for all you frill seekers out there folks all i'm saying is you heard me talk about bombas for years now i don't know why you haven't done anything about it get comfy this spring and give back with bombas Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Get my period again around May 27th, which would mean we would probably do the transfer sometime the week of the... Probably towards the end of the week of the 6th. Of May? Of June. Oh, I was like, whoa. No. That's, of, that's really sneaking up because that's before Friday. <laughs> of June. Of June. Wow. Stay tuned, everybody. It's going to be wild. <laughs> um, yeah. So so that's the, that's the IVF update. There you go. There you go. Still doing the thing that we do this podcast about. Mm-hmm. Uh... Okay, we'll be right back, everybody. We're going to hear from you folks right after these words from one of us. Okay, we are back. Hello. Hot dog count update. I had four hot dogs this week. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. Hoffy. I had not. Hoffy. That's the name of the hot dog. Hoffy? H-O-F-F-Y. Supposedly a Hollywood institution. I found them in the grocery section of my local Smart and Final. Mm. They said natural casing on it. Sadly, mm. all beef. Mm. I was like, oh, maybe these will taste okay. How'd they taste? Okay. Mm. Okay. <laughs> but well, I did get, you know, I finally got some French's yellow mustard. Oh, good. That's the key to any sort of hot dog situation. That is the key. As far as I'm concerned, I know a lot of people who listen to our show like their dogs like wrapped in bacon or something and like mm. smother them in Chicago toppings. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I'm a simple man. Mushrooms are not what I was going to say, but that's the word that came out. Okay. I was going to say <laughs> mustard. Oh. And occasionally some chopped onions. Uh-huh. Sure, and sure. Uh, I'm good to go. Okay. Yeah, like that little thing you like twist at the do- at Dodger Stadium, you know, the little f- you twist it and onions, chopped onions come out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That thing. Okay. Okay. Well, should we hear from some listeners? Might as well. All right. So last week we heard from a listener who sent out the corneal ectopic pregnancy signal. Do you recall this? Yes, I do. Okay. So we heard from Hillary, who is in Atlantic, Canada. And says, this is my third time writing in, I believe. I'm just emailing to respond to the corneal ectopic pregnancy signal. 
This happened to me in 2018 with our first pregnancy and ultimately led to why we needed to do IVF. We got pregnant unexpectedly and had an ultrasound booked to date that pregnancy. Um, We thought we were about eight to 10 weeks along, but the day before I started to get severe pains in my abdomen and uterus area, I didn't think much of it until the next day when there was some bleeding. We went in for the ultrasound and it turns out that the pregnancy was in what the caller termed the armpit of the uterus. I was supposed to get a laparoscopic surgery, but they ended up having to open me up because as the OB said to my partner when I was in recovery, it was really bad in there. I ended up having a small part of the uterus removed because of where implantation occurred, Mm. as well as the fallopian tube and ovary of the same side. Eight weeks later, I was healed up and we had our follow-up appointment. The OB said we could try again in so many months, and this is what we did, but to no avail after months and months of trying. So we started the process of being referred to the fertility clinic. My remaining tube was blocked. All that being said, I'm parked in my car looking at my almost six-month-old science baby, Simon. Because I essentially had a similar surgery to a C-section, I knew going into IVF that I would not give birth vaginally. I was totally okay with that, honestly. Back in November, when he was born, the surgery was fine. There was some scar tissue that they had to deal with, but otherwise it was pretty smooth. Throughout the pregnancy, I was followed fairly closely for my age, gestational diabetes, the fact that I had an ectopic pregnancy and part of my uterus had been removed and having done IVF. But in the end, it was a positive experience with the pregnancy appointments and C-section surgery, including a picture of our little, who my best friend has named Sci-Fi the Science Guy. (laughs) That's pretty funny. And our beautiful dog. Also, we made chili cheese dogs last week, so I think I've had about two hot dogs so far this year. Oh, and we are planning a trip to Salem, Massachusetts this October with my partner's extended family to do Spooky. the Halloween touristy thing. All the best, Hillary. It's the best time of the year to be in Salem. You know what that? Thank you, Hillary, for writing in um, about that and sharing your story. And congratulations. Your your child and your dog were very cute. Um, this like randomly reminds me of something. Maybe I saw it on Instagram. Maybe it was TikTok. Maybe, but um, you know how, like, you're always saying you want to go to London around Christmas time because it's like so Christmassy. Yeah, there was a picture of Quebec at Christmas time, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it looked extremely Christmassy. Yeah, I could see that Quebec City, as far as like North American cities go, with architecture, it's pretty old and looked very charming. And I was like, I need to tell Matt about this. Was it Montreal? I think, or it, was Quebec I think City? it was Quebec City. Interesting. So perhaps we could put that on our list of potential uh, Christmassy our bucket, places. Our bucket list? Our Christmassy places around the world to visit list. Um, I'm trying to think of I've never really, I don't, have I been in London in the snow even? It doesn't snow a ton in London. I mean, it did around Ebenezer Scrooge. Okay. So, you know. I'm just saying, like, it's not it's not known as, like, the snowiest. It snows there, for sure, but it's not, like, super snowy. I... We were in London doing the Nerdist BBC America show. We're taping some stuff there, and there was, like, this producer, this local producer who was, like, American, but annoyed the shit out of me. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, I hate this guy. This guy's the worst. He's like, he's got every affectation you've ever seen in your life on annoying producer guys. And then he was trying to get us all to go to a jazz club. What? <laughs> and I was like, I would, I was like the only person I would go see at a jazz club right now 
is John Schofield. So if John Schofield's playing guitar at this jazz club in London, I'll go. And he literally was performing that night. No. I swear to God. And I still didn't go. <laughs> wow. You're a jerk. I think it was sold out. Anyway. All right. Well, uh, let's move on to this email from Becky. Uh, good morning, Dory and Matt. I'm finally sitting down to write you an email because I actually do have a question slash new signal that I believe has not been brought up before. Some background. I have a three-year-old IVF baby who happens to have a speech delay and is now in free public school pre-K and on an IEP that has helped tremendously. But he is not the subject of my question, as frustrating as living with a speech-delayed toddler is. I'm 20 weeks pregnant, 21 weeks, when you'll probably read this, with a spontaneous pregnancy. Sorry, our doctor made us try again for a year before she'd let us go back to IVF after our son was born, and goddamn, this time it worked. Face palm. We also did not have any embryos left or insurance coverage left. Our three-year-old had been our last shot. Anyway, last week, after getting back from a family trip to Disney World, which is truly a marathon with a toddler, we had our anatomy scan. We already knew the fetus is chromosomally a boy thanks to this new test they offer that checked chromosomes for trisomies and assigned sex instead of the two-part blood test at the end of the first trimester. Did I lose Still Matt here. yet? <laughs> so this anatomy scan was more focused on checking off all the boxes the ultrasound tech needed ra rather than checking out our baby's private parts. I noticed, as did the ultrasound tech, that one of his feet looked to be in a weird position. She, the tech, did not say anything at the time, but at the end of the session, after saying we'll have to come back to get the rest of the shots because he was being very uncooperative, just like his brother, she mentioned one of his feet is twisted, commonly known as club foot, but the doctor would come in to confirm. The doctor did, in fact, come in and note that his right foot is twisted in. However, it was mild, and she reassured us that there are very effective treatments to correct the congenital defect starting a week after birth and that the prognosis was almost certain that he will walk and live an entirely normal life. We met with a genetic counselor that afternoon, and she explained the condition and treatments to us, possible causes, etc. Felt a lot like when we started IVF treatments. But she also noted the doctor had not referred us to the orthopedic pediatrician yet. I guess the doctor forgot to tell us that the club foot was not 100% confirmed, and when I go back for a follow-up scan this week, they will focus on whether it is in fact club foot or, it, or whether he was just in an odd position that morning. But this will also determine if I need to get an amniocentesis. Yay. Hmm. So my question slash signal is, has anyone recently had a child that has had to be treated for club foot? Any anecdotes I've heard so far have taken place back in the 80s or prior and medicine has advanced significantly since then. No one in our immediate families has had it, nor any of our parents uh have our friends slash parent friends. So any listeners who have experience as a parent of a child going through the treatment would provide valuable insight. Thanks for everything. I love listening to you guys every Monday as I drive to my job as a teacher. And I've been following you guys since Dory appeared on the Nerdist podcast. My husband and I started our own IVF journey about six months after you did. And that is from Becky in 2,265 square feet in central Massachusetts, just down the road from Davis farmland for any natives like y'all. I don't know what Davis Farmland is. Nor do I. With Must my, be a central mass secret. Yeah. Keeping from our eastern mass people. With my husband, our three-year-old IVF toddler, my mother and father, but sadly no pets, RIP to our cat Felix. Probably too many hot dogs for having been pregnant for all of 2022 so far, but they've all burnt my tongue, so they've been fresh and very hot. I had a foot-long hot dog from Casey's on Main Street in Magic Kingdom last week, and it was just about the best thing ever. Uh, glad you enjoyed your Disney trip. This clubfoot um, ultrasound situation, highly suspicious to me. 
Really? Yeah, because, you know, I know ultrasound tech. I've seen it in action. Uh-huh. You can't see shit in there. Uh, fair. Whatever position the foot in doesn't, I mean, I don't know. Look, obviously, of course, there's a chance. But. You're just saying. I would say, let's see what happens let's next see week. On the next, on but the next in the meantime, time. of course, let us open it up to anyone who's had that treated. As far as I know, and this again might be old brain, ta- old brain medicine. Mm-hmm. Isn't it like a break it and reset it kind of a thing? I have no idea. I feel like that's what they do. If I'm, you know, or did in the in the olden times. Maybe. Was I club-footed and I've forgotten? No, I don't think so. I'm sure I would have <laughs> I heard. don't know. I'm sure I would have heard. All right, but that's, yeah. I remember Henry's ultrasounds. His feet were like some of the the only things you could really see clearly. Yeah, then you could see that I could, we could also always see that he was sucking thumb. his thumb. Yeah, which he is probably literally still doing right now. Oh yeah, I hear him out there. Do you think he's fishing around to try to get on the podcast again? <laughs> probably. Uh, let's see. Let me see the breakdown here. We have one, two, a voicemail, four. Five, six, text. Okay. Let's do, I think we can do two more. Okay. Do you want to read the next one? For this one? segment here? This is from Anonymous. I've written into the podcast before, but this time around, I asked to remain anonymous. This past week, a close friend, I wish this was someone writing in. I wish it was the per- guy's husband from last, the guy's wife from last week who gave all the details. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But wanted to be anonymous. Yeah. I wish this was that them writing in. Uh, this past week, a close friend of mine shared that she and her partner are struggling with infertility. What can I do to be a supportive friend to this couple? I suggested the podcast, citing the community that exists out there, that they're not alone. But all in all, this is a new conversation for me. Not sure what I can do to be a good friend, especially being several states away. What would you have liked for your friends to do before having Henry? What have been what would have been helpful to hear? That's it for now. Rooting for y'all. Wishing Henry and Har and Harriet what? <laughs> Henry and Doria happy birthday. That's uh, anonymous. Uh, one to two Sonic dogs in twenty twenty two. Interesting that you not sure about that. <laughs> um, I mean I. I think you can just say like I'm I'm here for you anytime you want to talk and like just I always like the periodic like just thinking of you just checking in no need to respond kind of text. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um I think the like the least supportive thing you can do is just like constantly ask for updates. How would you go about that? Like, what's an example of someone asking for an update? Do they literally just go, hey, uh, any updates on IVF? I mean, kind of. Okay, okay. Like, like what's the status? Or, you know, just like, it's. Just, I, think I'm, I think I'm saying, like, it's especially annoying if it's someone who, like, o- kind of only asks you for updates. You know what I mean? Like, they don't, 
they just sort of like nosily want to know what's going on. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so I think like, that's the other thing. Like I would still talk to them about other things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, don't have like infertility be the focus of like every conversation. Right. Um, so yeah. And also, you know, I think it's always, it's always nice to, uh, send if you want to you so can like, cite an example text message you would send to someone going through ivf if you weren't you who had already gone through it um just like is has there been like have they just done a retrieval or is it just sort of like a random i'm just like checking i, in on I it. think i'm just trying to tell this person exactly what to say and they're opening a volley oh i i think i would just say you know sounds like what you're going through is really hard. I'm here if you ever want to talk about it. I'm also here if you don't. Yeah. I'm also here if you want to just like so talk peace. about dumb TV shows or something. You know what I mean? Um, Interesting. TV is always dumb, but books aren't. I get it. Or dumb books. Yeah, yeah sure, sure, sure. What? Mm. Okay. Um... I hope that helps. If other people have thoughts, please share. And if you'd like to figure out how to count your hot dogs, let me know. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. One more email before we take a break. This is from Brittany. Mm-hmm. Dorian, Matt, you and the community you've created have offered some great advice over the years for me. Now I am in the toughest spot I've ever been in. My six month old was diagnosed with infant botulism. And we'll be in the hospital with her for a few weeks. Thankfully, we were able to get her the treatment quickly and she is slowly improving. Now it looks like my first Mother's Day will be spent in the hospital with her. My dream of a picnic with champagne and a charcuterie board while she rolls around and laughs at her dog and dad are dashed. Do you or the listeners have any tips on how uh, for how we can celebrate Mother's Day while being in the hospital? Should I just let this dream go? I feel selfish, even feeling disappointed about it, but nevertheless... Here we are. Also, why did everyone warn me about botulism and honey, but no one said it also lives in the dirt, which is how many babies get it? Thanks, Brittany. Still no hot dogs in 2022, despite all the crappy hospital food I've had to endure. The hospital, they grill the buns nice, if I remember correctly, from my hospital hot dogs. Okay. Well... I suppose she's probably asking you, honey, Um, as a mom (laughs) who probably has a vivid memory of her first Mother's Day. No. Exactly. (laughs) Well, it was very close to... It was very close to when Henry was born. Yeah. I think I was just still in the fog of... I remember. I think your mother was here. Yeah. That sounds right. One of our mothers was here. One of our mothers was here. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I mean, it was, you know, three weeks out from Henry being born. I was probably still not even, like, really feeling, like, I was probably physically feeling not great Mm -hmm. and still sort of out of it. Right. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, so I don't really have memories of my first Mother's Day, actually. Do you have memories of your second Mother's Day? Which would bring us into 2020, May of 2020. What'd you do for that fun Mother's Day? Pandemic Mother's Day. I'm just checking. Uh, I mean, I feel like you and Henry have always gotten me flowers, which is always very appreciated. Yeah. Um, I feel like there was like a bre- an attempt at a breakfast in bed situation. 
I think that was 2021. Okay. Yes, because Henry, like, didn't you, like, enlist Henry? Henry spilled all the cereal on you or something, oh, if yeah, I remember yeah. correctly. Yeah, something yeah. happened like that. Yeah. Um, well, he'll be, he'll be much better at being a waiter this year. Yes, this is true. Um, yeah, but I... Uh, oh, last year, didn't I make us go on, on a little hike in Franklin Canyon? In the afternoon? I don't know. I, I don't I know when that was. I think I did. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, was I thinking mean, about us going to Descanso this year, but I was like, is it, I think it'll be too busy. We could go early. Mm. TBD. On what our Mother's Day has in store for us. Back to the botulism, baby. Um, so... Brittany, well, first of all, I'm very sorry that you're going to be spending Mother's Day in the hospital. That is that is really a bummer. Um, I think that I think that said, though, your baby does not know that it's Mother's Day, and she certainly will not know that it's not Mother's Day should you choose to later have a picnic with champagne and a charcuterie board while she rolls around and laughs at her dog and dad. Yes. So I think this can be. You can just have that. You can have that celebration when she gets out of the hospital. And it can be a post-Mother's Day, post-botulism celebration. Yeah. And make sure that blanket is large as to not have her eat any dirt. Good call. Um, also, the, the, the Mother's Day you described has not existed for any human being in the history of, world, of the world. <laughs> I, I mean, mean, I don't know where you're getting this Well, <laughs> image, I'll tell you. But I'll tell you. I'll tell you social media because I actually what? I actually write about this in my in my book uh-huh. which you have not read. Um that like before I had a baby, I had all these like fantasies of these like sumptuous picnics that I would have with my baby. And <coughs> with the, you know, and I would be in some like beautiful dress. spring dress. Yeah, exactly. And like my baby would just be like cooing on the blanket and mm. we'd have, you know, a spread or whatever. And like the reality of it was does that exist even it doesn't, on Instagram? I don't think it exists and it just like and I think it creates an unrealistic <sighs> expectation. Now I'm remembering the people posing for photos at Franklin Canyon last year who seemed to be in like a living hell in very nice clothing for some sort of Instagram post about Mother's Day. Do you remember that? No. I do. Oh wait, were they by the turtle pond? Yeah, they parked their ranger yeah, over yes, up yes, close. Yes, 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 I do remember and that. And they all like, got out yes, in their varying spring that. colors. Yes, I do and remember were that now. Just there to take a photo. Yes. And I was just like, oh my God, what yeah. is this? Yeah. Yeah, I do That's remember funny. that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I hope, I hope that you can get a little bit of time. Just, I don't know if you'll be able to just stand a little bit of time by yourself on mother's day. Um, I know with your baby in the hospital, that's probably pretty hard, but just do a post mother's day, mother's day. Yeah. And guess what? The brunch lines are going to be shorter. That is true. So that said, we will be right back. Okay. We nailed that one. We did. I don't know. Maybe. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row. Dreaming of something better. Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, everybody. We're back. Joined by another special guest. Wait, wait, that one's so blue. <laughs> because that is a separate recording. That's the previous segment we did before this break. Hey, Henry, can you say welcome back, everybody? Welcome back. Nice. Do you have anything you'd like to share with anybody? Well, I can touch it. Why can't you touch Mama's computer that she does uses for podcasting? Probably because she needs it to be in a certain order. <laughs> you want to sing into the microphone so you can hear it? Yeah. Okay. Daddy, daddy, tatty. Wow. Tatty, tatty, tatty. That's a good song. Henry, what did you do yesterday with Dito when we were together and Mama was out? Do you remember? Where did we go? What store did we go to in the morning? On the golf. Yeah. What did you do at the golf store? Did you putt? Yeah. How many balls did you hit? A couple. Yeah. It's probably like, I think it's probably more like. 20. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah? Uh, oh, 14. Okay, we'll call it 14 then. You hit 14 balls towards the flag. And then you watch Dita give them a bunch of golf clubs. Remember, we brought them all in. Um, why can't you blue anymore? Uh, would you like to see the blue? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's zoom out on the timeline. There you go. Look at that. Exciting, isn't it? Now turn it. Now turn the blue to gray. Well, I'd have to mute this 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 channel, which I can't do right now because we're recording. But what else do you want to tell everyone? No. Do you want to talk about your new favorite show? And the eternity. Mickey's gray Racers. Now. Do you want to talk about Mickey Racers? Yeah, I want to gray. You want me to just turn the timeline gray? You want me to just... We can't do that, bud. Why? <laughs> We're not done recording. We can do it after. I'll show you how to do it. Yeah? Yeah. But do you want to talk about Mickey Racers? Do you like Mickey Racers now? Yeah. Do you like it more than Funhouse? Yeah. Wow. That was a really big turnaround. What about Clubhouse? Nope. <laughs> Did you? Oh, you know, we told everybody last about our, us going and getting pizza last night. Did you like that? Did you like going to the restaurant? Yeah. What was your favorite part? Do you remember how much pizza you ate? You ate so much. <laughs> <laughs> you did. You ate so much of the red pizza. You thought it was the best thing ever. 
Oh, where's he going now, everybody? What are those things? Oh, that's from, that's from Tita's uh, lunch snack. Would you like a, a breakfast biscuit? Yeah. Okay. Oh, you have this one or this one? You can have this one. Here, I'll give you one. Ready? Everyone loves hearing this on a podcast. All right, this is... Thanks for coming on our show. Let me give you a little goodbye present. There you go. Thanks for coming. Step over the cables. <laughs> You're so excited about the the Belvita blueberry breakfast biscuit. Bud, thanks for visiting. Thanks for coming on the podcast. This is a, this is a lot of jumping. Why don't you go outside and jump on the jumperoo? <laughs> All right, back to the regular show. Thanks for visiting us, Henry. We'll see you again next week. All right. What a riveting interview. Wow. That was really next level. You hit 14 golf balls and ate so much pizza. So much. Okay. Um, now, back now, to what we were doing, which is yes. we're going to answer some questions. I think there's a voicemail coming. We do have a voicemail. Uh, which I can't actually get to right now. Oh, now I can. There we go. Okay. When Re you're ready. All right. I'm ready. Hi, this is Jen. I had to pause the pod to call in about keeping toddlers in bed, and I am not calling with any solutions, uh, calling in solidarity. Um, I have almost seven-year-old science baby twins, um, and when they were about three years old, uh, they started climbing out of their cribs, so we put them in toddler beds which they still didn't stay in. So what we had to do is turn around the lock on their bedroom door um, so we could lock them in. Sounds awful, but it was the only way that they would stay in their room in their beds. Um, and the child locks did not work. My daughter would just rip them off. So eventually they stay in their beds. Um, there was really no secret to it, just time. And I will say last night I went up to, they're now in regular beds, but last night I went up to bed and they were both sleeping in my bed. So, again, just calling in solidarity. Uh, it does get better, um, but also you never know. You might find them somewhere else down the road. So that is my only advice is just stick it out and uh, ride the wave. Thanks. Oh, hot dogs. How many hot dogs <laughs> have I had this year? I would probably say about four so far this year. Nice. And that's it. Thank you. Now, does she mean you might find your toddlers down the road? Like they've left the house and no, decided no, no. to walk down the road? No, no, no. No, she went, I think she went down the road, like, of their lives. Yeah, or in the future. Yeah, in the just, future. Yeah, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. It's hard to say what Henry will do. Once he's getting out of that crib. 
It's really hard to say. Because I see a world where he tries to make himself breakfast and burns the house down. Totally. Or I teach him how to use the television properly. Yeah, I was going to say, I see him like going and sitting and watching Mickey. Yeah. But in order to do that, I have to, t- I have to, we have to figure out how to get that to be a very like three button situation yeah i also don't think it's something that we need to do like right now i know but i'm just preparing us from the future i know down the road okay um all right let's see okay um we got a text that asked if we ended up inviting henry's school friends to his birthday party oh did we ever the answer is yes we did I would argue that was almost all of his friends. Yeah, it was most of his... There was like three non-school invitees. Yeah. But yeah, it was mostly his school friends. Four, if you count Rye. Right. Okay. Matt, do you want to read this next email from Stephanie? Yep. I fell a few episodes behind with the pod, so I only just finished 367 and had to email to let Matt know. Stephanie Toronto is, in fact, my real name. That's very funny. (laughs) (laughs) Or at least it was until I got married earlier this year and took my husband's name. How dare you? 35 years of being asked, are you Canadian? After introducing myself, will definitely prompt one to strongly consider a name change. It's actually an Italian name. Oh, that makes sense. Tar- Toronto, Tarantino, etc. Currently 37 weeks pregnant with our first surprise. Uh, my husband, Mike, and I got four months uh, before our wedding. Oh, dear. That's be that means no drinking at the wedding. After being told that medical intervention would be necessary for our fertility, given my PCOS diagnosis a few years ago, thankfully my dress still fit. Uh, we did learn I had gestational diabetes at 28 weeks. Often goes hand in hand with PCOS at my age, but have had an overall healthy pregnancy that we feel so so lucky to be able to have. I was a Forever 35 fan. And when I got my PCOS diagnosis, I decided to start Excellent to learn more about the journey we were about to embark on and quickly played catch up with the back episodes. I listen, I often listen to the episodes while I'm cooking, which once led to this hilarious exchange with my husband, Nerdist and Trek fan. Hey, do you know who Matt Myra is? Mike, of course I do. And how do you know who Matt Myra is? <laughs> Guys, we can all know who Matt Myra is. He's very multi-talented. Uh, just writing to let you know that my name is, in fact, real. I really appreciate both of you creating the pod, sharing your family, uh, and helping us with our fertility journey, and soon, parenthood. Um, you're welcome, Stephanie Toronto. <laughs> Man, that's great. Now, Genevieve, boo. <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie Toronto uh, is it's such a perfect toast name. It really is. So perfect. Um. All right, we have one last text. Okay, Matt, I've totally this hockey. Matt, I totally this hockey season did the sneaky wearing the minor league farm team to an NHL game. I was at a Penguins versus New Jersey game in Pittsburgh and wore a Utica Comets New Uh Jersey's AHL team baseball cap. This was because I need a new New Jersey sweater. Mm-hmm. So I get the wearing the minor league team to avoid strife. I've also done the reverse of wearing a shirt for the NHL team to an AHL game. Oh, I like it. I also like your proper use of the term sweater. <laughs> that is what we call the hockey jersey. It's a sweater. Yeah, I didn't know that. I somehow, when I was, I was looking at TikTok last night, and, you know, they just, they 
the algorithm just, just based on you yeah just gives you stuff and um they showed me a tiktok from a an account of hockey cheerleaders okay and it, i was like oh my god i'd never seen i because like we had hockey cheerleaders like at my high school but they just stood like in the stands and like waved some pom-poms yeah, yeah you're talking about these uh the ones on skates they were on skates like on ice like doing cheer routines and i was like whoa a yes the algorithm got me because this is something i'm interested in b wow this is hard i mean yeah it's like that you go to a king's game between periods it's like it's like the ice capades are in town that's yeah it was crazy anyway i've still never been to a professional hockey game that's wild they're the best kind of professional sporting event if I would, you ask me i i mean I've, I've like wanted to go for years and it's nice and cold in there and like I guess, I don't know, I guess having a baby and then pandemic and like whatever, but I would like to go. I wanted to go for those three specific years. Yeah. Maybe next winter I can make that happen. Um, all right. Well, just a reminder before we wrap up that you can support us on Patreon. Get up to two bonus episodes a month. That is at patreon.com slash adventure. We are always very grateful to our Patreon supporters. And if you support us, at the $5 level or above, you get your name read on the podcast each month and you get the back catalog of the Patreon episodes if you support us there. But um, Patreon, we, we don't have the names for May yet because we're recording this on May it's 1st. May Uno. And Patreon takes a couple days to like update. May Uno. So. It sounds like Menudo. May it Uno. does. Um, oh, oh, there are no names. You just said that out loud. I just said that out loud. Yeah. And uh, there's no names. No names. Turns out no names. Turns out no names. Head over to patreon.com forward slash excellent adventure and support us there. I I, I just read I'll say all it this. Again, <laughs> better. Oh, okay. You know, because it's uh, sure. more pleading. Please join the Patreon. <laughs> Currently, my only source of income is podcasting. <laughs> this, is, this is true. So, you know, be a friend. <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.